finally, the virtual power shop is here, guys. Are you feeling stuck, insecure, or maybe second-guessing some choices in life? Visit thevirtualpowershop.com to enroll in your 22-module course. It's self-paced and available on your terms. What's your well-being worth? Act now for a limited-time offer. It's half off the regular $2.99 price. Your personalized journey is available for only $149. Step into a brighter, empowered future. Thevirtualpowershop.com. Get unstuck. I'm Alma Lee. I'm a psychotherapist and transformative lifestyle resiliency coach and author, and I want to help you reach your goals by teaching you how to step outside of those fear-based mindsets and into your powerful, loving self. Let's get started. Ladies, this episode is for you. This is for my straight women who are married and who want to know, is it time to get divorced? And before, listen, before you guys get the pitchforks after me in in the comments and in the messages, hear me out. I'm a woman. I'm straight. I've dated men. I was married to a man. That is my perspective. So that is the perspective that I have to share. It's not that I'm trying to, you know, be one-sided here, but for the sake of this particular episode, I have to interject my own experiences and my own value systems because that's what I've experienced. Now, I may do an episode from a male perspective, but I'm going to have to take that one with a grain of salt and charge it up from my psychotherapy perspective. So I have... I have not only do I have the sub, I'm a subject matter expert. Let me get my words straight here. I'm a subject matter expert in this, but I got street cred too. Okay. I don't have any street cred when it comes to being a man leaving a marriage. So without, a, without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, divorce. Is it time? First of all, let's, let's talk about something here, ladies. And uh, for the gentlemen, if you're, you know, taking the time to actually listen to this episode, listen up. I think this will be helpful for you. Um, the generation that we exist in now, when we're when we're talking about marriage, it, you know, we're, this is not the time of our mothers or our grandmothers. It's just not. We're evolving as a culture. Women have the ability to provide for themselves. Women don't need a man for his money when she can go out and get a job. She can get a credit card now since the 1970s. Our grandmothers couldn't even get a credit card or buy a house without her husband's or her father's permission. You know that? Did, did you know that? Is that not utterly ridiculous? Oh, man. Shout out to all of those social justice warriors that have made sure that women have the rights, that, that we're still struggling. We're still trying to get there. But we we have it now where we can get out and earn our own money. And it has completely shifted the entire landscape when we talk about what marriage is, what are the gender roles, what's the con- what's the construct of marriage these days. Everything has completely shifted. That's why divorce rates are so high and it's real funny. It's real interesting now on social media where people will say, "Well, women initiate most of the divorces." Yeah. Yes, we do. Wonder why that is. I wonder why that is. And this this is not intended to beat up men. In fact, I will I'll go one step further if you're still listening, if the men haven't tuned out yet. <laughs> uh, patriarchy harms men far more than it harms women. Yeah, it does. And in real in a real quick snapshot without staying on that point too long, the reason why I might make a whole episode about this. 
The reason why patriarchy harms men more than women is because when little boys are little, they are told that they do not have worth in and of themselves. So they have to restrict their own emotional space. They're not allowed. Culture says that little boys are not allowed to become connected with their emotional selves. And in order for them to feel valid and worthy, that they must determine It's to the degree of what they can provide and deliver. Let me say that again. Patriarchy dictates to little boys from the jump, from very early on in programming, that that whole grooming is that it teaches little boys, at least in Western culture anyway, that they cannot show up emotionally. They are not allowed to be vulnerable. They're not allowed to say they're hurt. They're not allowed to communicate and connect emotionally with other people. Because if they want to feel valid and worthy, they must provide and deliver. So that's why you have men that grow up and they want to make a lot of money. They want to uh, build big muscles. They want to get, you know, the the affluence and the, the power, you know, all of those things that make them feel a sense of worthiness and attractiveness in order to get a mate, which by by default creates within them. A, uh, it's almost a knee-jerk response to objectify women and use women as trophies because they don't have the ability. Patriarchy does not allow the ability for men to emotionally connect with women. Typically speaking, I know that this is a wide net of an assumption, but for the most part, that's, that's the case. So then what's happening now in culture when it comes to divorce and dating and all of this stuff is that we've got all of this interjections. We've got women getting out and and getting more degrees than men these days. We've got women working and they're earning more than they ever have ever in history. Women are creating their own idea, their own landscape. They're unplugging from the fantasy of marriage and they're pouring into themselves at an exponential rate. And the women that have been married are, are unpacking. They're, they're, they're saying, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, I've self-abandoned long enough. And men are like in a tailspin because they're like, I earn all this money. Why can't I, why did she leave? And men, you know, and, and I also see a lot of unfairness directed at men, too, because men are being judged that all of this is their fault. Patriarchy harms everyone. Patriarchy harms men in a lot of ways, a lot more than it does women, because we we're resilient women. We 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 bounce. We are we've learned because of the degree of the nature of the relationships that we've had to abandon ourselves in order to have because we've been programmed ourselves to believe that in order for us to feel love, that we must commit ourselves to one person. And in doing so, we must abandon our needs with the hopes that our partner will fulfill those needs that we've abandoned. So when we get into the relationship or the marriage and we show up and we do all the things, we're, we're a good wife, we're a good partner, we're, we start having babies and then we get locked into the care of those children, that the, to the nurture of the children that we don't have anything left over and that's when the nitpicking and the resentment you know comes into question we don't you know if you're a stay-at-home mom that's the hardest job 
It's the hardest job on the face of this earth, hands down, is being a stay-at-home mom without a paycheck, without justification, because everybody thinks it's so easy. And that is the root cause of a lot of these divorces these days is because women are sick of it. They're sick of the mental load. They're sick of the emotional toil, that, that the labor that they have to invest in these partnerships. And I get it. This is uncomfortable for a lot of people to listen to. It really is. But I'm not trying to say any of this to punish anybody. I'm saying this to help you get from fear into love. That's the purpose of all of these episodes is to help you shift your thinking. Your thought process has got to evolve if we're going to evolve. And it's, it's happening whether we like it or not, right? Look around. Look at social media. Look at the things that people are posting. Look at the rates. Look at the rates of separation and divorce. And I can tell you right now that the majority of the people that are showing up in my sessions as a clinical, uh, as a psychotherapist, most of them are struggling with justifying staying. Most of them are women and they are frustrated because they would have been gone already if they had uh, the financial means or the emotional support in order to do so. Those are the two things, by the way, that keep women stuck in marriage, in, in a marriage that, that they want to get out of, is not having finances, not having the monetary means to support themselves or, and or their small children, and then not having a friend group or emotional support in leaving that space. So, you know, I'm, I want to get into the three, the three markers, the, the three signs, are three signs not all-inclusive, just three. There's probably, I'm sure there's many more, but I'm just going to touch on three signs that you need to get divorced. Now, I'm not talking about, this is, this is absolutely not talking about domestic violence. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about the horrors of abuse. I'm not talking about uh, neglect, abuse, and, and that, you know, those types of obvious markers that it's time to leave. I don't, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about people who are on drugs, alcohol, and involved in the criminal justice system. Those people, that's an obvious deal, that, in my mind anyway. It's a deal breaker right there. Those grievances aside, I want to talk about three signs that it is time to get a divorce. Number one, you hate him. Now, I, I said it. I know. You hate the guy. You, now, you may think, oh, well, I don't hate him. I mean, he does these things. No. Are you lying to yourself? Have you reached a point where you have lost all respect for your partner? Here's the thing. This is what I want to call attention to. And this is, you know, again, this is kind of rubbing, this is, this is rubbing the wound, rubbing salt in it. I know, I get it. But it, you need to hear this, especially if this is applying to you. It's not going to get any better. If you've reached a point where you don't even respect your spouse, you got to get out. Now you've reached a point of no return because now what you have to do is now your entire relationship has got to be reframed in complete and total separation. If you don't have children or if you do have children, it needs to be transitioned into co-parenting. How can you do that effectively where it's going to uh, minimize the damage on the children as much as possible? If you hate your spouse you need to leave. That's all there is to it. And the reason for that hatred, I think in my mind, is irrelevant. Because if it exists, it exists for a reason. I don't think it matters why. I think that if you hate him because maybe he's cheating on you, or he can't keep a job, you know, and I'm going to get into that in the next, the next reasons. But 
if you hate him because of those reasons or if you that's that's one thing but if you hate him because you hate yourself then that's another reason to leave because divorce is not necessarily a punishment for the other person divorce is is doing the right thing by removing your 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 uh, you're an obstacle. You're an obstacle for that person to achieve what he needs to achieve. You need to free up the space in his life so that he can find partnership with somebody who's actually going to actively participate in a connection with him. So if you hate him, it, I don't think it matters why. I think it just matters that you do. And I think it, it's time to get out because nobody needs to be married to somebody that they hate. Not in this day and age. Maybe in our mother's generation and our grandmother's generation for, for sure. Because I can guarantee you, our mothers and our grandmothers, they struggled. They struggled because they were surviving. You know, you know I hear people say all the time, like, what happened to the women that don't, <laughs> that don't make sandwiches and pack lunches? I'm like, go home to her. Go home to her. You know, make your own sandwich. Here, here's the thing, too. It's a team mentality these days. It ain't. It ain't halfway. If you've got two people and you're both earning an income and you're both paying on the mortgage, guess what? You need to make each other sandwiches. I'm not discounting or diminishing uh, marriage. I'm saying that the whole concept has changed, folks. It's completely on its axis. It doesn't exist anymore in the way that our parents existed in it. It just doesn't. And the sooner that you get on board and evolve with what that's supposed to look like in a, you know, in a... Uh, in cohabitating, yes, but just in a connected, uh, communicating, committed partnership with somebody, it's new. It has shifted. It's different. It's equal. It's fair. It is pouring into that other person and seeing that other person as someone that you're invested in as opposed to somebody that you can take from or somebody that's going to do something for you. Yeah. When you connect with somebody, do you look at that person and think, how can I make their life better? Because if you're not, then you're wrong. If you're not looking at your partner every day and saying, that is my person, I choose this person. If you're not doing that, why? Why? This life is meant to be lived joyful. And the price tag in joy is to make decisions and to be deliberate and intentional with every action that you take in life to include your partnership every single day. Just because you have a ring and a license does not mean that you have to get lazy. And I see it all the time. And that's where that hate comes from. So if you hate your partner, it's time to pack it up. It's, it is. It's not going to get any better. And you need to heal and you need to regroup and you need to find out why it got to that space to begin with. So you hate him, number one. Number two, he hates you. Now here's a different bend on it. Well, that's the same thing, Alma. No, not quite. Hear me out. If you're in a marriage, a partnership, or a relationship with someone who can't keep a job, who's cheating on you and you're tolerating it and you're waiting for him to grow up and you're waiting for him to, to get it together, no. Absolutely not. No, he hates you. If he loved you, he wouldn't do those things. And the thing that I see what women do with regularity is that, you know, we lie to ourselves. We lie, we, we delude ourselves to the point where we completely and utterly abandon who we are. We don't even have any identity at that point because we've given everything to our partner. And we are, are sitting there in bated breath waiting for this person to become our hero our savior, our champion. No, if, you know, he hates you. He hates you. Listen, 
I'm I'm coming correct here because I want you to succeed. I want you to have a successful life. But in order for that to happen, you got to get out of your own way, darling. You've got to stop the delusions. You got to stop lying to yourself. You got to stop saying he just needs time. He needs this. He needs that. No, ma'am. You've given him enough, especially if you've given him children and he still can't prioritize the family. He needs to grow up. The only consequence, hear me out, the only consequence that there is, is absence. He's not going to change. You're still making his sandwiches. You're still going to the grocery store. You're still taking care of the kids. You're still cleaning up after working 40 and 50 hours a week. You're still showing up and showing him what a good woman you are, hoping that he's going to change, hoping that he's going to stop cheating. No, you are literally pouring into his cup and he's drinking it. That's all that's happening. And, and why would he, honestly? If we're going to get real here, why would he change? What are you doing in your life that is pushing him outside of his comfort zone? Comfort is the enemy to growth. He's not growing because you're making him comfortable. And he hates you for it. He hates you because you're doing everything for him that his mother did. Because you're mothering him. And a man who is mothered by his spouse can never look in the mirror and respect the reflection that's showing up. He can't. So when he doesn't respect himself, he has to put that shame somewhere and guess where it goes? Right at you, sweetheart. Yep. I'm telling you, I'm taking the gloves off on this one because I want you to succeed. Stop lying to yourself. Stop. Pay, it atten- pay attention. When, when you pay attention to people's actions and what they do, they never lie. People never lie. People do not tell lies with their actions. Their actions will show you exactly how they feel about you. And then you have to decide whether or not you're lying to yourself. Get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. Stop the lying Stop tolerating this low-level nonsense from yourself because the relationship is merely a symptom of how you feel inside yourself. You deserve the world. You deserve everything. You deserve it. But you have to show up for you first because obviously you don't believe that you're worth anything more than being cheated on and and being expected to be a doormat and, and, and all of this emotional labor that you're pushing into this relationship. It's time. And yeah, so that's number two. If he hates you, it's time to go. Respect yourself enough, especially when you're not being respected by him. So number three, and again, this is not an all-inclusive. There's many other reasons to leave too. But these are the three that were in the forefront that I wanted to share with you. Number three, (laughs) you ready for this? If he prioritizes his mother in the relationship... Yeah, let's let's let that one sit. Let's let that one sink in. Some of y'all just got shell shocked, didn't you? If you are in a relationship with a man, and that man prioritizes his relationship with his mother over his relationship with you, it's time to leave. He shouldn't be in a marriage at all. If he does not have the capacity to prioritize his wife, he shouldn't be married. It's real easy to make excuses, and I don't expect this to settle in and, 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 and take root today, but over time, you're going to realize that what I'm saying today is, is all fact. I have never seen a situation work out where a man prioritized his mother in the relationship 
and have the marriage work successfully. People stay married, but that doesn't mean it's a successful marriage. I am assuming, let me say this, I am operating under the assumption that you want to live a successful life. I am assuming that you want to feel loved, that you want to feel connected, that you want to be in a partnership with someone who's actually showing up for you. And so what I'm doing now feels probably, again, an assumption, wildly uncomfortable to hear because maybe it's, it's touching on a nerve. And, I, and my intention is not to trigger you. That's just a byproduct of having to, you know, show up for yourself is to realize how you've been shortchanging yourself, how you have been abandoning yourself at every turn. That's why this is critical. That's why this is important for you to look at these features. You know, and I understand, too, that, you know, finances, small children, uh, lack of support keep people locked in these relationships. But make no mistake of it, whether you can leave now or not is irrelevant to you being clear with yourself about the truth. And if you know what the truth is now, why not, why not just start shifting and pivoting, pivoting like the other episode? Why not start looking at getting a job if you don't have one? Uh, what can you do differently in your life to start setting yourself up for, the, for an opportunity so that you can step out onto your own? Yeah. Yeah. I'm hopeful that especially if you're listening to this episode and you know of a young woman who's especially getting ready to get into a marriage with someone that you feel is not good for her, send this episode over to her. Send it. Have her think about it. Because I'm going to tell you right now. Here's some lessons that I've learned, and I know we're coming up short on time. I want to give you a real, a real quick snapshot about Alma and my experience with marriage. The person that I was when I met my ex-husband, I don't know who she is. I don't know that girl. That girl was just insecure, low sense of self-worth. She didn't have any sense that she was deserving or worth love at all because she had not yet done her trauma work so when she met this person and this was on match.com in 2005 before smartphones came out so it was on the website and she met him and he was kind he was attentive he was affable and then he uh moved he he was he was all about it he told her that he loved her and then he moved and when he moved she was heartbroken and and she never cried she never cried about it but she went on match to look him up and sure enough he had turned on his profile again and he had relocated after telling her that he he loved her so he ghosted her yeah I married a guy that ghosted me I sure did because I abandoned myself I abandoned myself at every turn so this guy he left he moved out of state he uploaded his match.com profile and then he uh dated for the year that he was in this new location and then he got an assignment overseas then he realized oh maybe now I'm ready to get back together and she fell for it hook line and sinker he sent her a letter I've been missing you I've been thinking about you and of course you know I ate that up I ate that up I was like he came back he came back I knew he loved me I knew he loved me and I believed it too and as a result I broke my back I went out of my way to I'm going to get him to marry me. I'm going to make him the best wife. He was married before me. I'm going to be a better wife than his ex-wife. And I'm just going to do all the things. And I'm going to give, 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 give. And I, my son loved him. And so we built this thing. And I did this based upon my expectation that he would give me 
that feeling back. Everything about our life, because he was military, we were moving all around. It was all exciting in the beginning. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was very excited. I was deeply in love, or so I thought. And I thought, gosh, finally, somebody loves me. Somebody's choosing me. I feel whole. I feel fulfilled. And so when I started, you know, thinking, okay, now I'm going to get mine. Now, now it's my turn. When's it my turn? And every single time I would hope for something, I would hope for some validation. I would hope for some gratification. I would hope for some, I would hope for some sex. I ain't even going to lie about that either. So there is something that a lot of women don't talk about is that when they're in a loveless marriage, that sexual needs don't get met by the partner. Ooh, man, nothing will make a woman feel so broken outside of domestic violence and abuse quite like being made to feel unloved or unlovable in the bedroom and uh, it ate at me it ate at me and and it made me lose hope I I started thinking this is my life now my life is loveless it's sexless he doesn't he's not attracted to me he doesn't want me and it just it just devolved and I'm not trying to say this and, and beat him up but the simple fact is that my needs were unmet and they were unmet emotionally. And I was, everything about our life was heaped upon me. And I'm sure that this sounds very familiar because as a dependent military wife who didn't have a job, I sold my house. I gave up my job. I moved everywhere he needed me to move. I did all the things and nothing. I gave it up. I threw my life into the hands of a man who just took it up and consumed it. And I'm not beating him up for it because he took what I gave him willingly. Why why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? So if if there's any blame to be had here in any of this, it was my self-abandonment. And that's what I want to caution you on is that it gets to a point where you reach a mass exodus and you realize this cannot continue or it will kill me. I'll lose my soul if I don't go. If I don't stop betraying myself by staying and acting like everything's okay, that's what women do every day when they stay stuck in these lackluster connections. I don't know if I'll ever get married again, but I will tell you one thing. I don't care. (laughs) I don't. I don't care. Uh, Would I like to have partnership? Sure. Sure. But not uh, not at the cost of my peace. My peace is everything. I've cultivated it. I've worked really, really hard at it. I'm focusing my energy on building my, my power shop empire, which is, it's coming around and, and it's exciting. And I'm, I'm making moves with that. And I'm talking to people that are helping me with that, helping me grow my business. So that keeps my, that keeps my, my, my gears going. But the idea of being in a relationship and then dimming my light the way I have before, that's just laughable at this point. It's like, I, you know, I was born alone. I'll die alone. I'm not worried about it. I don't mind having one name on the on my headstone. <laughs> I know that, it, but it is what it is. When we decenter romantic partnerships and we start focusing on ourselves and we really start doing the healing, we evolve to a point where we really start to understand who we are as as a consciousness, as as God Herself incarnate. That's who you are, and so recognize your power. That's the thing about all of this about patriarchy as well is dimming the light of women to keep women stuck so that they don't know what they're how powerful they are yeah that's that that rattles some cages but you know I'm here for it so in closing it's it's important to understand what are you doing that's creating your environment it's not about blaming men it's not about shutting them out it's not about labeling them it's they're doing whatever they're 
they've been groomed to do by, by patriarchal society. Western culture has taught them that, you know, if you make a lot of money, women will love you. You'll get a wife. You'll get a partner if you provide and deliver. And so that's how men have been programmed. And men have been programmed to believe that showing up and being emotionally available and intelligent is a downfall to them from their from a masculine standpoint so I'm not saying it's okay but I'm just saying it helps you to understand why it's happening so in the the absence is the consequence you have to remove yourself from those conditions because when you stay in those situations they can't grow because you're continually there and present and you're keeping them in that comfortable space so help them grow evolve Remove yourself from a condition that is insufferable. Don't stay with somebody that you hate, and don't stay with somebody that hates you. And especially, don't stay with somebody who's really married to his mother. Ah, that's enough, right? (laughs) All right. This has been a Liebird Media production. Don't forget to like, share, follow, and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Finally, the virtual power shop is here, guys. Are you feeling stuck, insecure, or maybe second-guessing some choices in life? Visit thevirtualpowershop.com to enroll in your 22-module course. It's self-paced and available on your terms. What's your well-being worth? Act now for a limited-time offer. It's half off the regular $2.99 price. Your personalized journey is available for only $1.49. Step into a brighter, empowered future. Thevirtualpowershop.com. Get on stuck.